Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back in, 610 Sports Radio, 11 o'clock, Super Bowl Sunday. Big day. Text line, J.J. Watt isn't playing for cheap and shouldn't. I don't know. Might play for cheap if there's a couple guys that can promise you that this team can get you to the Super Bowl. Something you've never done. Now there might be a team that's got a chance. But if the Chiefs went back-to-back... And the whole team comes back together. Um, there's a chance. Uh, coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll have Josh Klingler on the show, um, along with many other hosts from uh, around uh, the uh, the 610 Sports Radio. So stay tuned for that. Plus, I'm pretty sure Pete Sweeney's going to join me a little bit later. But Josh Klingler is live from Tampa. Um, you can follow him on Twitter, at Joshua Klingler. You can hear him today on 106.5 The Wolf as he is the chief sideline reporter. And um, you can hear him every Monday through Friday on Fesco in the morning, 6 to 10 a.m. as Josh Klingler, 20 minutes uh, here on 610 Sports Radio. Cody Tapp as well will be in. But uh, something that was interesting last night as long as well as uh, the announcement of MVP is that neither Travis Kelsey nor Mahomes Winning an award last night on Offensive Player of the Year or the the Man of the Year award for Travis Kelsey as well. I think the Offensive Player of the Year award is is kind of interesting. I don't think that it was the wrong vote. I don't think that there's any reason why Derrick Henry didn't deserve it. Um, I think Derrick Henry is somebody that that literally is their team. Like if you can just sit back and realize, like, yes, what Travis Kelsey did was absolutely exceptional, and you know I pumped him all year. Offensive player of the year, offensive player of the year, you know, he's a tight end. He makes this team tick. Like, what would this team be without Travis Kelsey? And you're like, well, they'd still have Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes and, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and all these guys on the team that, you know, are, you know, pretty damn good as well. And you think about the Tennessee Titans, and you're like, are they a playoff team without Derrick Henry? And the answer is definitely not. And it's another 2,000-yard season. Um, It's another, you know, Big year where he just dominates every time he gets the ball. Yards per average, yards per game, and yeah, he deserves it. Travis Kelsey, what he does, though, is more so of like what makes this team where they're at. Obviously, Mahomes didn't win MVP. 
Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. Side note stat, no quarterback that's won the MVP has won the Super Bowl since 1999. Slash 2000, that was Kurt Warner. Even in Brady's big year with Moss, Giants got you. Spags. But the thing that's great to kind of sit back and realize is that could Travis Kelsey have played week 17 and put up 150 yards and 11 catches and two touchdowns against the Chargers? Possibly. Did he need to? No. There's a reason because of that. Did Mahomes, could he have played week 17? Maybe just went out there with the mission and torched the Chargers, put up like 400 yards, threw for three touchdowns, two of those to Kelsey. And then all of a sudden people have been like, all right, yeah, Rodgers had a good year, but Mahomes just went out there and threw for 404, and now he's thrown for almost 5,000 yards again and over 40 touchdowns and less than 10 interceptions. Like That's pretty, that's pretty gnarly. We're going to give Mahomes the MVP. Let's just say that happens. That's not what the Chiefs are about. This Chiefs team knows exactly where it's at. They're not about getting guys the single-season award. Now, can it itch at you? Yeah, but in a way that is kind of interesting. Like, Josh Allen getting four votes, Mahomes getting two. Interesting theory from the text line, a lot of people voted for Allen or for Rodgers or Mahomes for MVP for first or second place, so a lot of Mahomes' votes got taken out because he didn't win for first place. So those people that voted for him that should have gotten third place where it was Allen and Rodgers, that's the cancellation. But the Chiefs aren't about that. Again, this is where the Chiefs are currently at from my belief, my standpoint, when it comes to this year. The Chiefs are in the second of a three-year run at greatness as a team. They all understand they want to win a title. They're not out here to win Offensive Player of the Year. Like, that's great. That's one of those, like, that's a great honor. And then when you retire, you're like, oh, yeah, in 2020, I had one of the best years of my career. Won a bowl, though. And that's what they're after. Like, they're after, like, the three-peat. They're after three straight Super Bowl trophies in the collection. And they've got a real serious chance to do it. First year, they got the team together. They got all the way to the AFC Championship. Lost to, of course, Tom Brady, who would then get in the Super Bowl. Mahomes won the MVP that year, and that year was all kind of about, you know what I mean? It was like, man, we got this quarterback. This guy's good. Chiefs are going to be good for the next 10 years. They can keep him, obviously. They will. They're going to give him whatever he wants. He's going to get this huge contract. And it was like, Mahomes, 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 Mahomes. And then year two turned into championship swagger. And the mold of the team kind of knew where they were at. Kind of similar to that Royals team when they came back. Like, man, we got all the way to the World Series, lost to the Giants. We know the recipe. Like, now all we got to do is just, you know, add a little bit more of this and take a little bit of this out, and our recipe will be perfect. And they did exactly that. And they became a team, keep the line moving, that type of stuff. And it was just Fun to watch. Championship swagger is developed. 
The attitude kind of changes. The defense revamps itself. They add a little bit, get rid of something. Bob Sutton, Tyron Matthew, and the recipe is perfect. And they go to the Super Bowl, and they beat the Niners. Then, the next year, it's run it back. And it's not in the sense of, oh, hey, we're going to try to get Pat the MVP this year because he's up there with Aaron Rodgers. We're going to No. He was like, I'm sitting week 17. I'm gearing up for a playoff run, and that's what we're going to do. Because that's where our performance the entire year led us to and got us to where we needed to be. Because they know it would be sweeter if they got three consecutive Super Bowls and planted at NFL's headquarters as one of the best teams of all time. That's better than an offensive player of award. It's better than another MVP where we know many more are going to be the opportunities to come, and it'll just come naturally. And so they're in the middle of a three-year span where they want to be just completely dominant. And they prove it to you. And it kind of goes back to that Le'Veon Bell take that I had. The Chiefs last year won a Super Bowl. This year they come into the league with the biggest target on their back, but they bring everybody back to reinforce that they're going to be okay. They're going to keep moving. And as a complete whole team starting, they go 14-1. and They go 14-2 and on the year, something the Chiefs had never done in franchise history and something that Andy Reid had never done. And they played for their third consecutive AFC Championship game in just as many years, all three at home. They were the number one seed. They played a tough road game almost every single time they went on the road, and they went undefeated on the road. And now, again, for the second straight year, they're playing for the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that there's a lot of disrespect out there, but I just don't know if there's believers yet because I think there's two types of ways to get people to believe. One, you can suck them right in and be like, this team's great, watch out, and they win once, and you're like, okay, I'm in. I'm all in. And then there's some people that give you the mentality kind of like Jordan where it's like, when one, you're a fluke, when two, you're the truth, and they're like, well, if the Chiefs or if Mahomes or if... And tonight is one of those nights where it's like no longer if they did. And now they've won two in a row if they can win tonight. Mahomes, if he wins a second Super Bowl MVP, has another accolade on his resume. And then they also do it against what they're doing it against. Then the majority, they'll still be haters no matter where you go in life. But then the majority of everybody will just be like, yeah, it's the Chiefs. You won't see these guys give predictions where they're like, yeah, I think I got the Bills tonight. Well, you got the Bills in Arrowhead, AFC Championship game, where the Bills never played before. With these guys, you're taking the Bills? Okay, that's fine. Now we'll be like, where are we at again? We're in Arrowhead. It's the Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs take it away. At least for next year and maybe one more. That's where the team wants to be. They want the three-peat. They want the dynasty. They want what they watched this entire offseason when it came to the last dance. I'm Dusty Likens. It's Grant Nicholson. Coming up next, Cody Tapp, Josh Klingler. One's live in Tampa. One's just live in Kansas. So it begins as it also continues on 610 Sports Radio today as we get you ready for the big game, the 55th big game, the Frank Clark big game um, from the 913 in that last segment. 
They're after rings, but if you don't think they pay attention to those awards and rankings, then you aren't paying attention. No, that's not what I'm saying. Trust me, I believe it. I just talked about it when I said Patrick Mahomes when he sees people do those stats. So trust me, they see it. Just like I hope we see this tonight, I hope we see Patrick Mahomes count to two or at least count to three because of the uh, total votes of uh, MVP votes for Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen getting four, Aaron Rodgers getting 44. Um, someone who gets votes for uh, for being a rap god, uh, Cody Tapp, maybe you could, I bet you would get more votes uh, than Patrick Mahomes at two as Cody Tapp of Cody and Gold joins us now on 610 Sports Radio. Cody? Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, you getting ready, you baking anything, getting excited for it? Yeah, I mean, well, I'm going to make some French dip sliders. Mm. I guess that would be the, the thing to be excited for, at least in the, uh, the, the Super Bowl food category. But, I mean, in general, it, it, it's weird how normal it feels for the Chiefs to be in the Super Bowl and how more normal it feels this year because, like, we didn't travel because of COVID. So it's like, well, just another Sunday with a football game. just happens to be, you know, the most important one. I like the humble brag of sliding in there with French dip sliders. Like somebody normally that does football is probably going to be like, I'm going to have mozzarella sticks or wings, French dips. <laughs> did you, of course you did the own like au jus and everything. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it right. Did you do a horseradish that's, sauce too? Sure. Oh, yeah. For horse, for, especially for those. Like I just feel like for the French dip, why not? I think I sometimes like to distribute it evenly rather than put it across the entire sandwich. Like, you know, Give, give myself the amount I want for each bite, but, mm. yeah, absolutely. So tonight, Mahomes, Brady, Cody, I bring this up to you. Has there ever been a time where you followed sports and kind of maybe you could, you could take it out of, like, the, 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 the have to be professional about this, but has there been a time where you've seen an athlete kind of like what Mahomes has done where he's coming to a sport where you've just watched it? Because I have my comparison where it's like you see greatness – you're like, okay, I get it, I believe it, it's going to be greatness, and you just sit back, kick your shoes up, and it's like, let's just sit back and watch it together, like you see with Patrick Mahomes? I mean, as far as, like, you know, this young as an athlete, it's probably LeBron, because at least the second he came in the league, even at a high school, you're like, well, that guy's going to be amazing. Uh, and whatever the hype was going to be, like, he didn't Sebastian Telfair it and was flamed out in a couple of years where we kind of knew he was maybe – a regular player or not even an NBA player. But, I mean, as far as the NFL goes, no. I mean, the only answer is maybe Marino. And, you know, those comparisons were fair until Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl and then went right back to the Super Bowl the following year. Like, that was the best comparison because, you know, Marino burst onto the scene. But after that, no. I mean, there there didn't end up being a comparison because Patrick Mahomes has now done things nobody else in his sport has done. Do you think when it comes to Brady and the reason that a lot of people don't like Tom Brady is because of the fact that he won so much, or is it more so because there's a little bit of a tainted resume when it comes to deflation of footballs and being a part of Belichick's little schemey ways? Like, I feel like that's all on Belichick's shoulders. I will give people the deflated footballs because maybe Tom Brady did tell some guy like, yeah, you know, like 12.4 is what I like the most. Um, But like, I feel like the main reason people don't like Tom Brady is because of, you know, the winning that consistently happened. And if that's the case, and we preach about Patrick Mahomes the way we do, is that coming sooner than later if Mahomes does knock Brady off tonight? Like, is it, is it a bittersweet type of accolade that happens tonight for Patrick Mahomes, if it happens? Probably. 
Yeah, probably. But in Kansas City, we won't care. Like in Boston, they don't care that Brady's disliked. So the winning is the bigger part of that. But the cheating can't be ignored. Because Brady, like, you know, after the Deflategate stuff, do you remember he, like, destroyed his cell phone so you couldn't go through the tech? You're like, nah, I right. do that all the time. I'm like, destroy cell phone? <laughs> I mean, I know you got a lot of money, but that's a weird thing to do. So, like, it always felt kind of shady what the Patriots were up to anyway. But the winning mattered. People hated him more because of that than anything else. Because people hated Jordan, too. But it won't stop him from watching, Dusty. Like, they're still going to be fascinated with what your guy can do because he's the guy who's doing things other people aren't. And so, even if they do win, yeah, they'll, they'll slide further down the hatred scale. Like, I mean, I don't know, there's a Bill Sandham I mentioned last night that said, okay, quickly sliding up the scale of, uh, you know, like, of how much I hated Patriots fans with Tom Brady. So, moving on up, I'm like, well, it's easy to be confident when you've got that guy. So even if he becomes the, like, they become the hated figure of the league, I don't think it'll ever reach Brady levels because Andy's too likable and Mahomes is more likable than Brady. Like, he's just more down to earth. Maybe that'll change, but he's more than that than Tom Brady ever was. That seems to be the saving grace in the conversation. Cody, I know you're going to enjoy the game today, but what's the, uh, what's the score prediction for those that didn't get to watch the uh, Cody and Gold report this morning? 34-24 is my final score prediction. And honestly, I think it's one of those like opposite of how they've done the rest of the season. I think they kind of keep the Bucks at arm's length the entire game. Like I think they're the better team. I thought we learned that from the Bills game. There's a lot of places they can take advantage of the Bucks, And I just think in the end, they're going to be able to score almost at will in this game. And for the couple of times the Bucks struggle to score, there'll be a little bit of a separation, and the Chiefs will just kind of hold that distance the rest of the way. So 34-24 Chiefs is my plan. Tomorrow, Bill Moss joins the show at 11 a.m., and then Cody, will, if we're winning, if the Chiefs win tonight, then I guess we will assume to have a back-to-back wrap. Yeah, yeah. There'll be one next Friday if they win, and then I'm going to you know, hang them up for at least a few months, <laughs> give myself some reset time before I get back in the music game. Sells it already. Next Friday, you hear it first right here, 610 Sports Radio. Cody Taps wrap if they win next Friday. Cody, thanks for the day, and uh, enjoy the game, man. Of course. Thanks, Jesse. You bet. Uh, from Cody Tap. To Josh Klingler, Josh Klingler live in Tampa Bay. Josh, man, what is the scene look like right now in Tampa? The calm before the storm. <laughs> uh, actually, it doesn't look like there's going to be a storm now, which is kind of cool, too, because the weather didn't look great earlier, and maybe all the rain is now passed, and we might, get a, we might get a dry game today. It's gorgeous right now. Yeah, I read a report somewhere that said there was a chance of, like, early morning showers, and then tonight, low 70s, mid-60s. Nice, cool breeze. Seems like a perfect night in Tampa for a Super Bowl game. Yeah, especially what I've, I've, I've been looking at the, you know, the forecast back home, and we know what it is. So seven. It's not rubbing it in. It's just that there was. It's seven degrees. This game, this this uh, this game was going to be, you know, under underwater for a while uh, earlier in the week. It looked like that there was a good chance of rain uh, throughout the game. Now that it seems to be dissipating. So um, yeah, it's it's gorgeous right now. What's the scene like down there during a uh, COVID-stricken season for a Super Bowl? Um, kind of spread out, obviously, more so than, than, than Miami, where tons of people were packed in. But the, the downtown area of Tampa, um, it was pretty much wide open. I, I, I knew as soon as I got off the plane 
And I got my uh, I got my Uber, and the guy said, "This is the perfect place for the Super Bowl because they didn't close anything." Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Florida <laughs> Florida has been preparing for this, I guess. But uh, good number of Chiefs fans on hand. We're going to be interested to see how many are in the building um, because there's a lot of cardboard cutouts, obviously here in the stadium, and limited uh, capacity for the for the game. So I, I'm I'm going to be kind of monitoring exactly how many Chiefs fans are in the building. Once the game uh, kicks off, it's just hard to tell right now. Obviously, Miami was so crazy last year, and people had uh, had uh, you know packed in everywhere we went. And so this one's a little more stripped down. Although uh, because there's a home team in Tampa, the city's been jumping. So um, the buzz certainly with the with the home crowd, and we'll see again how many Chiefs fans are able to to get in the door here today. Now, have you gone out anywhere and gotten something to eat or just strictly stay in the hotel and have you talked to anybody like just randomly and said anything? I know it's a different year, but I don't know if you got like the locals down there chirping on anything. Yeah, a little bit, but yeah, I figured I'm kind of like the players. I got this far. Why screw it up now? Kind of mentality, right? So it was a little bit bunkered in, but, um, you know, talking to some, some people last night, um, they were saying, you know, the, the, uh, the lightning won the, the Stanley cup and, and the the city was pretty buzzing then, but they hadn't seen anything like this build up to this week. And I thought it'd be a little bit tempered because, you know, the lack of people, but you have a home team here. So it's much, much different. If these were two neutral teams coming to Tampa, it might be a little slower pace, but um, no, it's, it's hopping every bit like a Super Bowl because especially because there's a, there's a home team here. The home team is probably a big impact from where you're at, but Kling, you're in a Super Bowl that I think is going to be one that that I kind of starting as the game gets closer and closer to it, I kind of start to feel like it's going to be one of those type of games that a lot of people remember, not just Chiefs or Bucks fan, because of what it is, Mahomes versus Brady. Is that kind of the explosion of feels when you're down there? Like, is it a selling point, like, to the max? Like, is that what gives this a big game feel down there other than just being the Super Bowl in Tampa? Absolutely. I mean, Brady's standing at the end of it on the other side of the field makes us all not completely be super, super overconfident in this game, right? Right. Like if, if it's just uh, Tampa Bay with Jameis Winston or whoever, um, I don't think we're as fearful as, well, that's Brady. That's the guy that finishes off these games. So that's the one that, that, that obviously has stuck with me all week long is that, you know, it'd be, you'd be really, really, really confident, but dot, 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 there's Tom Brady. Kling, this is uh, no pun intended. This is your Super Bowl. This is your coverage. You're a busy man, so we'll get you out of here, but you got to give us a score prediction first. I know what your co-host, and you know what your co-host's score prediction was, but what's yours? Yeah, his was 38-2. to two. He did not deviate <laughs> from that, I'm guessing, right? No, not a chance. He stuck with that one all year. For um, sure. I've been, on, uh, I've been on like a 35-24 uh, feel all week, and I'm, I'm sticking with that. I think the Chiefs are going to be uh, out of the gates fast, and uh, they're not going to – they're not going to take their foot off the gas, and I, you know, I'll be really disappointed if it's a shootout because I think the defense is much better than this, and I thought they took another step in that AFC Championship game and found another gear, and so I'd be really surprised if the defense for the Chiefs doesn't play well today, and I don't think Tampa Bay can, can score with the Chiefs. So 35-24 is what I got. Kling, you're about 45 hours for realizing what sleep is once again in your life, so we appreciate <laughs> the time, and enjoy Tampa, my man. Yeah, uh, there, are, there are worse gigs than this one, right? That's right, no doubt. Josh Klingler from the morning show, Fesco in the morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Coming up next, um, the guy always seems to be riding high the next day that I have him on the show. Coming up next, Carrington Harrison of The Drive. <laughs> 610 Sports Radio back in Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. 
Weather here is terrible. Weather in Tampa is perfect. Is Josh Klingler of the Midday Show. Um, midday Show. Early morning show, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Chief sideline reporter. Weather's gorgeous. Seems to be nice. No problems in Tampa. Which I would feel like if it did rain, it would be an advantage to the Chiefs. Maybe not. Brady plays in all sorts of conditions. Um, joining us next, Carrington Harrison of The Drive. Coming off of a uh, big, big Mizzou game. Am I crazy to put money on them to be a Final Four contendant, Carrington? Let's calm down. Why? Let's calm down. Let's relax. You Why? Too much dip on your chip. Let's calm down. Just That's not bit. too much dip on my chip. That's just saying their odds of being a Final Four team probably aren't that high. They seem like a solid team that could make some noise. This is the best odds I'm going to get for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not at that point yet with Mizzou. I'm still at the, they're going to be a three seed losing the first round place with Missouri. Like, that's kind of where I am. But I appreciate more people being on the wagon. I don't want to stop anybody's optimism. It's It's not a wagon. And I don't like how you, like, try to get people to do this. This is how you scheme people into this as you play this. I've been hurt so many times. Thanks for noticing that we're good type of thing. That doesn't work. With most, like, it might work with a lot of people, not me. Because I truly believe every game, you're edge of the seat, calling guys out by the first name, getting really hyped up during this season. This is special for oh, you. Oh, I mean, 100%. I mean, yesterday, if they had lost the game yesterday, oh, I don't know how I would have mentally recovered from it. Like, I was, so they got up 22. I'm still watching it. But you know how, like, all right, if you think right. you're going to win, you're on Twitter, you're picking up. You know, you're kind of doing some other stuff to kind of, you know, move the day forward. Next thing I know, I sit there, and I'm like, all right, they're only up 13. It's like four minutes to go. That was no big deal. And then, you know, I, I finally sit down to watch the end of the game, and they're only up six. And I'm like, what, what happened? Like, how, did, how did we get here? How are they in a situation in which they could lose this game? But you know what? None of that matters now. They won. They're going to be ranked. Their rival lost. They're not going to be ranked. The Chiefs are in the Super Bowl today. I'm in a fantastic lose. So a lot of people's – dreams came true last year with the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. What would Carrington Harrison do if Mizzou won the national title? I haven't ever allowed myself to get to that point. I just want them to get to the Final Four one time. That's it. You know, like, college basketball isn't really designed for a team like Missouri to win, you know? So if they just got to the Final Four, which the sport is designed for it to happen, and then they lost in the Final Four to Duke or, you know, one of those kind of programs, I could live with that, but just one week of everybody, we can finally eliminate the Missouri hasn't been to the Final Four, and, you know, we get to go down to wherever the Final Four is and celebrate, you know, the great season that they had. I can live with that. When you think about it, college basketball is designed to get to the Final Four. Like, they don't call it the road to the national championship. They call it the road to the Final Four. Okay. Because being one of the Final Four teams out of 350 teams is really hard to do. That's a fair point. Fair point. I feel like you're the guy that they go to the Final Four, you are buying shirt, hat, mask at this point. You're buying it all. Um, you talk about getting to the Final Four, beating like getting at least that time where it's you versus, you know, the Goliath or whatever it is of that sport. If Mizzou were to play Duke or, I mean, maybe one day we'll be blessed enough where we get like a KU-Mizzou game in the Final Four. Then I don't know what would happen to this world. But tonight is like Brady versus Mahomes. And the comparison that I kind of gave it is that like, Michael never got to play LeBron or Kobe in a title game. Jack never played Tiger for all of it either. This is a name tonight in which Mahomes is playing Brady on the biggest stage against the biggest champion, the greatest champion of all time in Tom Brady and in the NFL. 
this to me is one of those things that makes this legacy book that Patrick Mahomes is writing um, can make it that much sweeter because he'll have a chance to do something that not a lot of people in his situation have been able to do. Like I just mentioned, like LeBron never got to beat Jordan in the NBA finals. Tiger never got to beat Jack at the Masters. But this is a situation where like the next great can beat the great in the greatest game ever. No, that's a really good point. Um, I've been making the comparison. It's sort of like a basketball game where we've seen basketball games where your team is down two, and then you go take a bad shot, your team misses the shot, the other team goes down the court, hits a three-pointer, and you had a chance to tie it, but now you're down five. That's sort of how this game feels with the swing of Super Bowls, where if Mahomes wins this one, or if the Chiefs win this game, he'll be down four with, let's say, 15 to go. He's 25, let's say he plays until he's 40, a nice round number. I'm not saying he's going to do it, but that's manageable. You've got to win a Super Bowl once every four years, once every three years. That's not impossible given how good he is right now. If you've got to win six over 15, and now you have to win one every three, or you've got to win another back-to-back Super Bowl, then I don't think that it's realistic to be able to catch him in terms of being the greatest. I think Mahomes is already going to go down as one of the greatest. But I think this conversation, when you're talking about is being the greatest quarterback of all time, I think the only pathway to that being realistic is winning today against Tampa Bay. You watch those Hall of Fame videos. You think Mahomes is already a Hall of Famer Like at this point? like If his career ended after this game, let's say he wins a Super Bowl, pulls Andrew Lux, like, you know what, I don't want to play anymore. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah, I think so. Um, I've never subscribed to this belief that you need to play long enough, the longevity argument. I mean, I certainly get why people make it, and I certainly get why that's a plus for some players. But let's take, obviously, a very very different end of the spectrum of Frank Gore. Frank Gore, I think, is going to make the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think Frank Gore should make the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But he's never been as great at his job as Patrick Mahomes is at his. Now, I do think playing for a long time, staying healthy, being productive for as long as Frank Gore is one of the things you need to be into the Hall of Fame. But if Patrick Mahomes, in your hypothetical, just t- decides tomorrow I'm done playing, and in a four-year NFL career, went to two Super Bowls, won both of those Super Bowls, won MVP, a 5,000-yard season, a 50-touchdown season, another AFC championship game, and his team will have won 27 of 28 games, there's just no argument you can give me that wouldn't convince me that he's one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the league. Is he going to have the same track record or same resume as somebody like Troy Aikman or Terry Bradshaw? No, but if we're talking of dominance, excellence, being the greatest at the sport, I think Mahomes is already there. I was listening to a podcast, and I thought they made a really good point. If you go back and really look at Dan Marino's career, it's basically Mahomes' first four years and then a bunch of good years on the back, like, the Hall of Famer that Dan Marino is, that legend was built by the time he was 26. And then after that, he never led the NFL in passing yards, never led the NFL in touchdowns, never went back to a Super Bowl, only had one more AFC championship game after the age of 26. That's basically what we're talking about with Mahomes here, just with actually cashing in on one of those Super Bowls. So I know that's a long way of answering your question, but yes, I think that, I mean, I, I would argue that even if they lose today, he's still a Hall of Famer, but if they win, it's certain. What are you doing for the game? You just chilling at the crib since it's four degrees and snowing? Dusty, you know I am anti going outside. <laughs> you know how I am when it comes to this. I already went to Price Chopper yesterday. Mm. I got all my food and snacks. 
I'm not leaving the house for anybody. The only way I'm going outside is if Joy Taylor is outside. That's the only way that I plan on going outside. I feel like you might still think about it. I got zero interest in being out here in the cold. For people that want to go out in the cold, I hope you wear a mask. I hope you practice safe social distancing habits. I hope you have a fantastic time. But I ain't going out there. How do we get her to recognize you? Like, how? What can we do like to help you out? I'm. You know what? I just got to keep working, man. That's it's all. Not I'm wor- doing. But it's I'm not working. I'm focused on me, though. I mean, if anything, we learned the importance of shooting your shot. I don't know if you saw the story or not. I understand why you wouldn't have talked about it this morning. But the Lions asked for Aaron Donald in a trade for Matthew Stafford. They knew they weren't going to get Aaron Donald, but they at least fired their shot. Who knows what the Rams say? A good friend told me this when I was in college. The worst thing, when, if, you, if you go out there and you show her respect, the worst thing she can say is no. So, so shoot that shot. Take your chance. That's what I'm trying to do. You've been on TV a lot this week, too. You just got to let her know you're out there. You got to promote I yourself. I mean, I'm doing my best, man. I'm doing my absolute best. I'm pushing every day. I just feel like you could do better. What's your prediction for today's game? I got the Chiefs winning 35 to 24. Um, it's just, it's hard for me to pick a team that's been as dominant as Kansas City over the last year and a half. I think this is sort of a culmination of everything. I look at this team as, I mean, this is their opportunity to sit alongside the 72 Dolphins, the 85 Bears. Like, if they win this Super Bowl in the midst of COVID and everything that's happened with the salary cap and free agency and everything that happened, the Chiefs are one of the greatest teams of all time. They're not the greatest. I think there'll certainly be a debate for it, but they are one of the greatest teams in the history of the NFL. I just, I just don't see Tampa derailing that. I think Kansas City has been a great team. I think that Tampa is a good team that got hot at the end of the season. Well, I'm glad that you got all your Super Bowl snacks and everything out of the way. I know you're excited to get those things started. Carrington, thanks for joining the show. And as one of your good friends uh, always coined when he signed off the air, be safe and be easy today, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. You got it. Carrington Harrison in the drive. Uh, there you go. Not going anywhere. 35-24. That's now three guys that do on-air stuff for 610. 34-24, 35-24, 35-24. That's, that's so far. And, of course, Fesco, 38-2. Um, coming up next, we do the Run It Back show Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Does it return Monday? We'll let you know. Pete Sweeney joins us next. Am I just talking to you, Karen? I mean, come on now. Am I just talking to you, Karen? I mean, come on now. Joining joining us now on 610 Sports Radio, my guy, my uh, good friend. I can really call him that now. It means a lot. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, another one of those busy dudes today. Pete, how you doing? I'm doing well. Happy Super Bowl Sunday to you. Am I just talking to you, Karen? I mean, come on now. <laughs> we're finally here, man. Like, we're finally here on Super Bowl Sunday, and it feels cold. Yeah, it's cold in Kansas City. Seems like it's really nice weather in Tampa Bay, though. So I think a lot of people down there are hoping that it carries over into what will be you know, that evening start time, about 6.30 local time. What's, uh, what's the day look like for Pete Sweeney? We, we're here now, right? So I think it's just all lies on this game. We're making sure we get all the updates up to arrowheadpride.com, talking to you, and just making sure everyone is, is looped in on, on how this game and, and day goes and eager to see what happens here. I mean, this is what we've been building towards since last 
Super Bowl, and, and we'll see how it plays out. Is there any chance this game misses tonight? Like, it seems there's too much. There's there's too much going on. There's zero chance this game misses on anything, right? I mean, in what way? What do you mean? Like, it can't miss. Like, it's it's Brady versus Mahomes, Gronk versus Kelsey, oh. Tampa versus Chiefs. Well, like, there's no way, like, yeah. there's it doesn't live up to the expectations. Well, I think there's three scenarios in the way this could play out, and let's hope that karma doesn't bite me here and you replay this tomorrow morning on the Reddit Back Playoff Show at 5 a.m. Spoiler alert, we're back Monday. I haven't said anything about it, but there you go. <laughs> Chiefs win in a close game. Bucks win in a close game or probably a happier scenario for all the watchers and partiers in Kansas City, uh, of course socially distanced, um, is just the Chiefs blowout. And I think that's the only way I could miss is if we just overblow or overblue, I should say, mm. the quality of the Tampa Bay defense and maybe had a little bit more faith than we, we should have had in them with Mahomes and Watkins coming back and the running backs healthy and everything. And, you know, I think a lot has been made, myself included, of this offensive line issue. But, you know, reminding you, Andy Reid, one of the greatest offensive players, if not uh, play callers, if not the greatest offensive play caller in NFL history. It's had two weeks to kind of scheme this up. So I, I don't think it, it's going to be maybe as, an, as big of an issue. And if Brady plays like he has in the second half of some games, like he, like he did last week included in the NFC title game, I mean, there's no way the Bucks are going to be able to stick with the Chiefs offense. And there is a scenario, I think, where the game does miss, and it's a Chiefs blowout where it reminds you of that Seahawks-Broncos Super Bowl. If it is a Chiefs blowout, why is it a blowout? Well, I just think Mahomes and the offense with Watkins infused back into it has their way with the Tampa defense. And the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers get off to a slow start. Remember LeGarrius Sneed? I know a lot of them has made a beat of day on the Bucs side, but LeGarrius Sneed didn't play in that first game. Uh, so he's playing really well. Tyron Matthew, of course, is playing well. I think the line is extremely motivated for uh, the Chiefs, and uh, I, I really think Juan Thornhill is coming to his own. So I think there's a scenario in this game where you blink, and once again, like in Week 12, it's 14 nothing, 17 nothing, some type of score like that, and then it's just maintaining and keeping your foot on the gas. In this game, Mahomes versus Brady, is there any other sport right now that has, like, I think that's where we get lost in this, right? Is that, like, it's Brady versus Mahomes. Like, it's, there's not really any type of matchup like this. Now we get an extra nugget when it's the Super Bowl, but there's really not any matchups like this moving forward in sports. Or am I missing one? Like, there's really, like, unless it's, I talked about earlier, unless it's, unless it's like LeBron versus his son, which is possibly a situation that could happen just because the NBA, you can start so young and you can play if you're LeBron probably until you're 50. But Brady's right. now 43, so he's had to have kind of a stretch of a career to get to this point. And Mahomes is such a young superstar that he started out so hot that he's got to this point. Where at do we see this? Like where we're, we don't really look at it right now. Maybe it's a little bit later, but... We're not really noticing, to me, like the significance of this game. Like, yes, it's the Super Bowl. Yes, it's in Tampa Bay, the first time ever a home team has hosted it, basically. But it's also, like, the last time in sports for at least a while that we're going to see, like, really, really great 
versus the next potential really, really great? Yeah, I think the only one that would be close would be like LeBron James versus maybe a Giannis in the final, but even that isn't really a perfect analogy because I don't know if Giannis will ever reach that level of superstardom. Uh, where it's just like very, very clear who the next person is and the age difference is probably as as close, you know, it, it from here on out, I mean, Brady only has a few years left, so who knows how how how, how the quality of play is going to be. And I think he still has something to his game. I think he sort of saw it at the end of uh, Peyton Manning's career. He kind of lost it, and even more recently, Drew Brees, whereas yeah, uh, Brady has tapered off in some second half, but he still has some zip on the ball, especially early on, and he can still do enough to win. And so, yeah, it, this is the type of matchup that you're maybe only going to see once in a lifetime, where it really does feel like the greatest player of one era, still with something left, going up against the greatest player of what will be the next two decades in the NFL. Uh, so you got to take it in. I mean, I, I, I and remember last year, I really thought the Chiefs, once the playoffs began, would win the Super Bowl, you know, right, right even before they even started playing. And I tried to encourage fans to take it in and, and enjoy it because there's only going to be this one first time. I mean, as great as today can be for Chiefs fans, nothing's going to be like that first Super Bowl win. And I think same thing for the quality of this game and what you're watching. I mean, we're only going to get to see, in my opinion, Mahomes and Brady one time, and this is the last time. I mean, a lot would have to happen for the Bucks to return. I think it's more likely the Chiefs already. We're talking about 2021, but I think it's more likely for them to return. Tougher road in the NFC, especially if, if Brady does have another year under his belt. So this is a one-time deal, and just try to take it in and enjoy it today. The run it, run it back show. If they do it again next year, that'd be kind of cool. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Well, I, I think, I think maybe we call it the the three Pete show with Pete and Dusty. You know what I mean? Maybe we spell Pete P E T E. That's got a good or, ring to it. Word, word play. Yeah, I like it, but. Yeah, we can. We'll run it back next year if, if this is a, a, a deal again. You gotta have to. I mean, you gotta come up with a new slogan if you're able to get the W today. So we'll have to workshop that a little bit. Why do I feel like you haven't drank any of the Bush Lights that I gave you? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'll I'll, uh, I'll pull the curtain back on that a little bit. Um, you you gave me the thirty because the thirty of Bush because I I won the NFC title bet. I lost a bet. I right. I put about. I would say between like 15 and 20 in the fridge. Of course, there's 10 more. Fortunately, it's been chilly in Kansas City the past two weeks weeks or so. I put I put the rest of my patio, uh, a little extra refrigeration. So they um, exploded. And then I had, some, had a few friends over yesterday. They they were taking them down, so we were able to take the ones on the patio and put them in the fridge. So the fratio was lit up yesterday with lattes. <laughs> well, we brought them in. We brought them. We brought them back in. So I'm I appreciate you. that and. Nice reminder that you should never never bet against your co-host of the Run It Back Playoff Show. Well, you lost the previous week to peel back the curtain a little bit further, and I won, um, and I had <laughs> Miller highlights that I enjoyed actually that weekend. Uh, Pete, what are you doing for the game today? You getting any any sleep in before? Are you going to get get geared up? Are you cooking any food? Are you get any Parm Sammies or some nachos? <laughs> Low key here at the the apartment, I'm I'm trying to figure out what I might might order in to to eat. Well, I'm I'm kind of just taking this in, but yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a long wait. I mean, it, as 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 great as today is and as fun as it is, I mean, five thirty. So we still got a 
good chunk of time until then. So probably get some food in here, rest up, and, and be ready to go for this evening. And then we have the quick wake-up call tomorrow. I'm excited for it. Well, you better figure out what you're going to get to eat soon because places are closing early today, Pete, and their deliveries are going to be backed up because it's the Super Bowl. All right. Well, maybe uh, maybe after the show, you, you can swing by somewhere and drop it off for me. Negative. Um, Pete, I'll okay. see you in the morning around 4-ish, a.m.-ish, and then uh, we'll get on with the show. But before you do that, what's your prediction for tonight's game? Yeah, final prediction for this game, Dusty. I see the Chiefs getting out to that early lead I was talking about, and I, I think it's going to play out very similarly to what we saw in Week 12 where the Bucks were able to at least stay in the game, but the Chiefs will control it the entire time, and I, I think they'll be up late, and Tom Brady will be pressing uh, to, to make something happen, and I see an interception and then another score. So 37-27 to 27 Chiefs. 37-27, and that interception is going to be a pick six by Tyron Matthew, and he's going to win the Super Bowl MVP like I predicted on the Run It Back show on Tuesday morning this past week before the Super Bowl with yourself and myself every morning, 5 a.m. That was all in one breath. Pete, I'll see you in the morning at 4 a.m., and we'll do the Run It Back show on Monday morning here on 610 Sports Radio, my man. Well, it's just me and you, Karen. <laughs> Give me, come on. Pete Sweeney on, uh, on here with us this morning. That's my guy. For those of you that listen to the Run It Back show, we appreciate it. We will be back Monday. Pete ruins a surprise. I was going to tease that at the very end of the show. But, of course, Pete lets everybody know what's in the box, uh, just like every time uh, that he does that. He's, he's very good at that. That is one of his very good skilled traits. But, yes, tomorrow morning, 5 a.m., Run It Back show. We'll be back, win or loss, hopefully a win. And we'll talk to you, Kansas City, myself, Pete Sweeney, starting at 5 a.m., getting you ready for Fesco in the morning. Um we talked about it earlier in the show, but a legacy can be even added to tonight with Patrick Mahomes. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.